It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganello, all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Stay here and listen Your life will never be the same Cause we're talking with T-Bird now And this T-Bird you cannot change Oh, this T-Bird you cannot change Yeah, we are back for Talking with T-Bird Season 3. And I am Rob Sesternino, back here once again with the woman who tracks down the survivors that are hard to find. Of course, she is the star of Season 3 of Survivor and also Season 3 of Talking with T-Bird. It's Teresa T-Bird Cooper. Rob, talking with T-Bird, season three, or the way I like to say it now, S3. S3. Anyway, this is wondering, S3, talking with T-Bird. Cue the music. Oh, you just did What that. music? Okay, yeah. All right. Well, cue the music. It just sounds like season three, S3, talking with T-Bird, cue the music. I don't know. I've been watching We're going to do it again? Lately. So, so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, that's good. That's good. That's good. All right. So, Rob, I've got my popcorn right here that you've asked me not to have. I promise it's just here for support. Sit well, here you, sometimes you me. choke got, during the podcast when you eat the popcorn. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, that's happened a time or two, but it's it's here for security. It's kind of part of my talking with T-Bird equipment now. I got my, I've got my podcast bell right here. Yes. Hopefully, it's not going to sound too loud. And this is a big thing, Rob. So, help me with this. This is season three. Now we have to decide if this is number if if our guest today is number forty nine or if she hits it at number fifty. Are you ready? What do you have? What do you have hmm. down? So, okay. why well why would she why would it be number fifty? Well, okay. So I know we've done forty eight past survivors. Okay, I know that, but we also did. A Survivor 41 recap. Yeah, that's not talking with T-Bird. Yeah. I roasted. Okay, well, I was going to say where I roasted you. So I was thinking I should count you as number 49. So so we're not counting you as that, right? Hmm. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Um, Yeah, I wouldn't count count that as a talking with T-Bird episode. Yeah. Okay, so actually then. So today is S3 number 49. So this is a great one. And this is a great one for so many reasons, Rob. This is our very Oh, we need to talk about who first... we're going to have here today. No, I, ha- I, I know we haven't talked about it yet, but I'm just saying it's but such people a people can deal read the episode well, description. It... No, nobody's like, uh, oh, I wonder who the guest is going to be. Well, that's probably true. Yeah. Well, and another thing, too. Well, this is our very first one from season 18. 
We haven't done one from from Survivor Token Chains yet. Yes, yes. This is our first one, and and there are so many amazing players on this cast. But to get Todd George, oops, there I did. I said it. You got it. To get Todd George as our, as our very first as our very first Survivor Token Chains on Talking with T Bird, I am very excited. Very excited about it. I've been working on getting her now for quite some time, and it finally came together. Yeah. I'm trying to think of uh, if there are any other seasons that are a whole in our Talking with T-Bird coverage. I don't think there's any through the first 10. I'm trying to think it through. Uh, maybe Survivor. Rob, yeah. I, don't, I don't think we've done anybody from, from season 19. Check um, me out and see. Yeah, I, I, that 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 sounds right. I feel like we got close with somebody once uh, and ultimately didn't. Uh, but maybe maybe I have a lead uh, for somebody from uh, season nineteen. But I think that, and I and okay. did we talk to anybody from season twelve? Oh, we talked to Shane. We talked to Shane, uh, and then yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So okay, well, let's see if there's anybody else. Um, and what about uh, Cook Islands? Did we uh, did we talking with Tebow with anybody from Cook Islands? Mm. What season was that, Rob? That was thirteen. I'm sure there are people in the comments that know all this, uh, but we'll let's let's go back and see if there's any anybody, especially from the first twenty uh, that we haven't talked to yet. But Tebow, what have you been doing during the break? All right. Well, right now I'm looking through this and I do not see anybody from season 13 because we've done 14. We did Anthony Robinson from 14. Yeah. I don't see any from from Lucky 13 and I don't see any from 19. So we're going to have to work on that. Okay. Definitely. Oh, gosh. So what have I been doing? Um, I've been flying. I'm back flying. Um, And it's wonderful. We're out of our masks now, even though we might be going back into our masks. Mm-hmm. When things have been here lately. Maybe. But, um. You know, we're we're geared up for summer travel. I mean, everybody's out and about and vacationing, and it's wonderful that people are out and about. And and so I'm I'm working. I'm excited to be back with with you with talking with T Bird because this is our this is our summer project, and it's a lot of fun. So tell me about you. What did you do for Memorial Day? Uh, I was in New York over the weekend. I uh, flew up. Uh, no, not on Delta, uh, but um, hopefully, uh, no offense. And I, no offense. Yeah, I went to go see uh, my brother who had had a christening for uh, my godson. Very nice. Oh, I bet the boys had a ball. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, Did it was they- a quick trip. It was nice. Yeah. How long were y'all up there? For like a you know a um, little more than forty eight hours. Yeah, that's a pretty quick trip, isn't it? Yeah, that's a quick trip. Yeah. How's how's the first lady of podcasting doing? Everybody uh, is doing good. Uh, my kids are on their third week of track out from school, so it's a little um, you know l- a little stressful uh, for the first lady of podcasting right now. <laughs> Imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> How are y'all liking your your new home, your new area? Are you yeah. like in North Carolina? It's one year uh, to the day uh, that we're here oh, in wow. uh, North Carolina. So uh, this is now year two of life in North Carolina for me, T-Bird. I can't believe you've already been there a year. It, North Carolina is gorgeous. Yes. Uh, the weather. I've, so you've experienced a year of the weather changes. So you like it? <laughs> uh, so far, so good. California. Yeah. Um, you know, the winter was longer and colder than I anticipated, but, uh, you know, other than that, um, you know, it's, uh, it's very nice. Uh, also, 
um, you know, the, the when the pollen made everything green, I didn't really like that either. Oh, yeah, the pollen. Yeah, yeah. you got to get used to that. But T-Bird. All right, so, yes. Should we uh, go ahead and get to our guest here today? Yes, but let me just say a big thank you to you and Allie Lasher and Jordan Kalish because I had this to go back for some of my research for season 18 Survivor Token Chains when y'all did the top 40. And I think Token Chains was voted, what, like 10th Ten. that season? It was number 10. And, and, and that's pretty good considering, I mean, I can see why with all these players that were that were out there playing. Um, and, and our guest today has not been back. She's only played one time. And let's see what she says about going back for a second time. So, yes, let's bring in our guest today. Yeah. Okay, so this is going to be a good one uh, here today. Uh, we've tried to get Taj for a long time on the podcast, so uh, thank you, T-Bird, for tracking her down. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, um, T-Bird is going to introduce this week's guest. It's none other than Taj George right after this. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Rob and T-Bird are here today To talk to those who've played the game From Borneo to Kageon We'll find out what went right or wrong on Survivor. Talking with T-Bird. All right. All right, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. All right. RHAP, you're in for a treat. Today's guest appeared on Season 18, Survivor Token Chains. Her resume was impressive before she was recruited by casting, when they were looking for an NFL wife. She had never seen the show, couldn't fish or swim, but this didn't prevent her from making it to the final four, where she then got blindsided and voted out simply because she was too likable. The fans agreed, and she would come in second in the fan favorite vote. The youngest of six, born in Brooklyn, New York, had to grow up fast when she lost her father to pancreatic cancer at age nine, and her mother to bone cancer at age 14. She suffered physical and mental abuse at the hands of her heroin-addicted stepfather and then more abuse by several boyfriends. She decided the cycle of abuse would end with her. Her life would certainly change when she met Heisman winner, NFL Hall of Famer Eddie George, who she refers to as not only her husband, but also her best friend, 
role model, and business partner. They met at a mall in Florida when Eddie would ask her for her autograph. Although they have different versions of exactly how they met, there is no denying that this power couple were made for one another. They are a team, each other's rock. They share two sons, age 17 and age 25. But our guest is not the typical NFL wife. She has so many layers. She is one-third of one of the most successful R&B groups of the 90s, Sisters with Voices, a.k.a. SWV. This multi-platinum trio has sold over 25 million albums in their three decades in 92 countries and are currently working on a biopic showcasing their iconic career. Our guest and her family appeared on the first couple reality show, I Married a Baller, in 2007 when reality TV was real, authentic, and unscripted. So, being no stranger to reality TV, just one year later, even though she had never seen Survivor, this then 37-year-old thought, I can do this, quote, they'll throw a little dirt on you, then we'll go back to the hotel at the end of the day and start back in the a.m. I didn't know it filmed 24 hours a day, end quote. But she still made it to day 37 of 39 days. She is optimistic, positive, beautiful on the inside and out with a sense of humor and an infectious laugh. A woman not afraid to show her vulnerability. She is compassionate, loyal, competitive, and open and honest about her struggles through life and how she has dealt with these struggles, including postpartum depression, food allergies, weight gain, four knee surgeries, including her struggles with epilepsy. She has a marketing degree from Belmont University. She doesn't drink or do drugs, says God comes first and believes in a higher power. She gives back by mentoring those in the music industry speaks out on domestic abuse, and supports angels of epilepsy. I'm excited to introduce to you the impressive entertainer, songwriter, actor, singer, author, model, rapper, speaker, producer, manager, entrepreneur, reality star, wife, and mother who says she keeps evolving, keeps learning, Todd Johnson George. Wow. Oh my God. <laughs> I need that intro before I go. <laughs> we recorded it, Taj. Hey, Taj. Yeah. That was like, that was incredible. I like me. <laughs> Taj, we love you. And what is there not to like? You are not just fascinating, but you have done so many things and you have accomplished so much. But you make us all feel that you're just your everyday wife and mother with so many layers. And so thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. But I got, I get up and I put one foot on the floor like everybody else. I can get up and I got to deal with a rambunctious 17 year old who his goal is to say why, but, and I want, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I do everything like everybody else. <laughs> well, so nice to have you here, Taj. Taj. Uh, that again, um, so many, uh, requests for you over the years. Uh, so nice to finally get to talk to you on a podcast. Uh, how are you doing? 
I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Like I said, I got a little COVID going on, but COVID will not take me out. I'm actually enjoying the downtime, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it sounds uh, like a uh, like a nice break from everything uh, that you have going on. Uh, what, what have you been, you've been most busy uh, with uh, right now? Touring. Touring week. Uh, I just got back from Cabo. And then the day I came home from Cabo, I had to leave to go back out again. And uh, somehow, some way, I got caught up in that COVID train during that trip. Yeah, um, it ha- <laughs> that's what happens, you know. <laughs> a lot of, there's a lot of that going around right now. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, so nice to make some time to uh, talk to us about everything that's going on. Yeah, thanks. I'm happy to be here. Like, yeah, I would love to talk about it. I just hope I can answer everything about Survivor because I haven't had time to watch. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, it, it's going to be great to, you know, hear about your experience, but I feel like that, you know, you're, you're such an interesting person, uh, that you have so much going on in your life, uh, besides, uh, just survivor, uh, that I think this is going to be a lot of fun to talk through. Cool. Cool. Let's do it. Okay. And so Todd, I kind of want to start with, you were a celebrity way before survivor came looking for you. And I know they came looking for an NFL wife, I believe, and they couldn't have found a better person than you. So I did I did read that you had never seen Survivor before that, and you haven't really watched it since. No, I, I haven't. I haven't I have haven't had time to watch. Honestly, I didn't know even what time and day it came on until about five or six years ago because I was constantly on the road. And when I come home, I had, my son was young at that time. I was a full-time mom when I stepped back through the doors of my house, but he didn't want to hear mommy's tired. Mommy's got to do this. He's just like, what movie are we watching? I got a game. What am I eating? So I, I just didn't have time to really sit down to watch a lot of television. So I, I was, I was missing a whole lot of stuff, but now with Hulu, I can catch up on everything. <laughs> so Todd, when they approached you for survivor, since you'd never seen the season, tell me how the casting process was for you since they actually found you. Did you, did they ask you, for example, had you seen the show? Did they ask you? I think I had read that, um, you know, a lot of times they have, uh, they have players look at, previous seasons did mm-hmm. they ask you to do did they ask you to do that they put me in a room mm-hmm. at the hotel where the audition process was and they left me with about 12 seasons and i had literally had to sit there and watch as many of them as i could so i was going like god watch one ap- episode of like season one an episode of season two i was just trying to get the gist of how the game was played and what it was actually about and again watching it i'm thinking oh this is a cool television show i could do this <laughs> and did anybody uh try to talk to you going through it about like hey uh, like are you sure you're ready for this like did anybody uh from the family try to say to you uh like are you prepared for what you're going into no not really my sister actually she watched the the first season and she loved survivors she actually auditioned way back in the day i guess for the second or third season to try and be on the show and of course she didn't get on 
Because she was just like so jealous that I'm sitting here on the sofa and they call me when <laughs> she's been trying to get on this show forever. So she she didn't tell me it's going to be fun. You're going to love it. It's this and that. And I'm like, okay, cool. I love a good adventure. I'm like, let's do it. But again, I thought we would get a break. <laughs> mm-hmm. At least lunch break or something but yeah i i got bamboozled <laughs> tosh did you do any preparation as far as trying to make fire fish or anything or you just said hey i'm just gonna go out there running with scissors and see what happens no i did try to i had to learn how to swim honestly i swimming was never my strongest suit so um I went to the YMCA and I, I tried to practice uh, being a better swimmer because I can backstroke my ass off, but trying to go forward <laughs> on my stomach was a task and a half for me. Why? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I had to learn how to swim. Um, I did have a, a friend of mine who took me out to the lake and, and basically showed me the fundamentals of fishing, which honestly did not really work while I was out there because we literally had like a needle and a string. That's simple. <laughs> you don't have to worry about a net and uh, all that, the fishing rod and all the, the wire. No, you didn't have to worry about all that. So um, that and I, I was told to load up on like fatty foods. So I was like eating avocado and just, I would just take like a pound of butter with bread and eat it. Just trying to load up on fatty foods. And again, none of that shit works. Oh, am I allowed to curse? <laughs> yeah. You're good. You're good. We're not going to censor you. Yes. So, so Todd, so, so I had read that your partial motivation was there to get rid of the baby weight. Absolutely. How much weight? Yes. How much weight did you lose in those 37 days that you were out there? 29 pounds. Wow. Sweet. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. 29 pounds. Now, because when we'd have our food, I wouldn't eat it all. I'm like, here, who wants this? Everyone stay near me. <laughs> no wonder you are a favorite of everybody out there. One one of the many reasons. One of the many So, Taj. Going there to be skinny. While you were in casting, did you recognize any of the other players that would actually make it out there on the island with you? Did no. you recognize them? No, no, I didn't recognize anybody. Because that's kind of unusual, isn't it, Rob? Usually you see people that you're actually out there with. Well, yeah, not that they were famous. Uh, Did you, uh, did anybody that you were in casting with end up being out on the island with you, Taj? That I don't remember. Uh, No, I can't remember. I don't recall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if it, I'm sure they were, but I, I didn't pay attention. Plus, I was in a room by myself a lot having to catch up on the seasons mm-hmm. you know one of the things that i always wondered with your season because i feel like it doesn't really come up at all is uh that you know i think they focus more about you being uh married to eddie george than they do about your uh musical career was that yeah. something that you ever discussed on the island or that was something that you kept secret no i tried to keep all of that a secret as long as i could because um I, I didn't want that to be a factor in my game plan, and I didn't want uh, anyone to hold that against me. Mm-hmm. Fortunately for me, I was on a team full of babies. They didn't know anything about SWV, but there was one girl on the other side, Candace, 
who knew everything about SWV. So Timbira had the had the down low on me. They were ready. <laughs> oh wow. I didn't I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you got to the merge, did it come up? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was like and by that time my, my camp had uh found out. So it was fine. I mean after a while it really didn't matter because again I was giving people my food. <laughs> that beats everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so Todd do you think if you had seen I know you had watched a few of the of the episodes when you were in your room but you probably didn't know since you weren't watching every single one like a lot of the the fans that come back and play would you have not mentioned that you had were married to Eddie George um if you had a little bit more background and knowing that a lot of times even like JT said I don't think she, you know, she doesn't need the money as much as I need the money. And for some reason, I don't know why players think that that should matter, but it does to, to those. Would you have kept it quiet? Um, probably. I probably wouldn't have said anything just because I I normally don't walk around saying, hey, I'm Taj from SMV. And guess what? Eddie's my husband. I, I don't I don't say that. I don't usually do it. So I probably wouldn't have done it there either. Yeah. Go ahead, T-Bird. Rob, I was just going to say, I love that she, she was just, Taj said she didn't, she didn't care. You know, she knows that everyone had a cause out there. And she said, my cause is that I want it and I'm going to stay and I'm going to get it. I mean, you were just so competitive and fierce from the beginning, Taj. Yeah. I feel like that one of the things that uh, made, um, you know, everybody, you know, the guys, uh, Steven and JT look at you as like, okay, well, like, uh, you know, we don't feel like that she's somebody who needs the money. So uh, let's, you know, uh, go, let's, let's work with Taj. Uh, But then it it had kind of flipped by, by the end that they didn't want you to get close to the end because they felt like, oh, everybody would give you the money. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think initially, Stephen, JT and I, we just had a, a little um, attraction toward each other, like a familiar uh, attraction. I look at them like little brothers. They were just, JT just has this infectious personality, that little Southern drawl. And he's got these little beautiful eyes that when they look at you, you just see a little baby in there. He's adorable. He's adorable. And, and, uh, Steven, he's my little genius. Like I could not stand playing any kind of intelligent games with him because he'd win in seconds and it would drive me crazy. I'm like, I'm sitting here busting my brain trying to add up three points and you just walk up and boom, here it is. But they were just incredible guys. So I, I enjoyed standing there. I had a feeling that eventually it would be us against each other. But I thought I thought I could sway Steven on my side. <laughs> Never away from JT, Tosh. No. no. So so Todd, you just answered the question I was wondering about the appeal, JT's appeal. And you yeah. actually answered that beautifully. The beautiful person. Now when you told JT that once he found that you had the idol in your bag and you mm-hmm. told him that he could have it if he needed it. Would you have given it to him? Absolutely. Absolutely. I would have given it to him at the drop of a hat. This is the funny thing about Survivor, which I'm just every day when someone says something to me about it, I crack up because I hear about how awesome and strategic my game was. I had no idea I was being awesome and strategic. I was literally 
out there trying to make it to the next third day, to the next third day. And I didn't have like a real cutthroat plan. It just so happens I was sent over to Exile Island first and it was freezing over there. So, so Brennan and I literally had to like huddle together to stay warm. We're, we're supposed to be enemies, but we're like damn near hugging until morning when the sun came up. I'm just a, a nice person. I will talk to the devil and be like, Chow, if you're feeling bad, let's go have lunch. <laughs> so he and I are sitting there just talking. And I was thinking, we can do this together. If it's here, we can find it. Let's just come back. But I don't know if I was considering that a strategy or if it was just my way of having fun. I was having fun out there. Rob, when you and um, Jordan and Allie did the top 40 and y'all redid Token Chains, mm-hmm. I remember Jordan Kalish, I think, said something about Taj, how her, she had such a strategic, her game was so strategic. It, just what you just said, because Taj, nobody would have ever realized that you had, that you, weren't being strategic. It's just who you are. I mean, everybody, everybody loved you and you, you know, you saying that you were just trying to make it from day to day or every three days is, is really, really is fascinating. Go ahead, Rob. So when you came back from the Exile Island, uh, you had found the immunity idol in the season and, uh, you worked on making a pretty good fake idol, uh, which we saw Joe end up taking. And then ultimately Joe got taken out of the game before he had the chance to do that. Uh, that are you disappointed that you never got to see your fake idol get used? <laughs> No, no, I would, I would have felt so bad <laughs> had he tried to use that idol. I would have felt so bad. I probably would have given him mine. I'm like, just sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, Todd. Yeah. And, and you know what, Rob? I believe her. I actually <laughs> believe that she's telling us this, and she means it. It would have been, it would have been great for the show if he had played it. Why did you put that one vote on Joe, though? Um, was kind of a random vote before he actually went out of the game. What made you put that vote on Joe? I think I just, I literally just tossed up names and I was like, cause I didn't really, it didn't matter. I, I know we had uh, decided who was going out and I think, I don't think he was going to get a vote. So instead of me voting someone out and feeling bad about it, I just put like a random name. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't go out there with emotions like me. I could never play again. <laughs> everyone knows i'm soft now <laughs> mm-hmm. there was one time in the game though uh when famously uh you got hot uh and it was after uh what is that the uh when sydney was going to get voted out and uh the challenge where you're you're in the water and you are you know uh really really hot with the rest of jalapow gosh was i i don't remember what they do to me <laughs> I think you were uh, I think you were frustrated by the losing. Oh yeah, we were losing uh-huh. everything at one point. Um yeah. Yeah, what was the question? When you were out in the water like Rob was saying, you were so frustrated with your team, you told them they need to leave the emotions out of it and think for the team. You were <laughs> really upset with them. So oh, again, take go back take in charge. <laughs> Yeah, it was the one time that we saw you uh, lose your cool uh, with uh, the Jalapau tribe. 
Wow. Um, well, I'm sure knowing me, because I can't be competitive. Like you can ask my husband, we will thumb wrestle for hours until I win. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think um, if I can recall, yeah, we were all just frustrated. And I, I was thinking, um, I don't know. I think we were making stupid mistakes or something. Things that were like completely obvious. I think uh, Sierra was basically like ruling us. And I'm thinking she's a girl. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I'm sure right after that was over with, my, my attitude or whatever it was just disappeared. It, it floated away in the water somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, and Taj, you were just saying that you kind of were looking at it every three three days. I just want to make it three days. When you started the game, again, I know a lot of us, when we start the game, we think, well, we don't want to be the first out. And then after that, oh, gosh, if I can just make it to the jury Oh, if I can just make it to the final four. Did you have that in mind? Was it important that you got to a certain place or were you just looking at every three days? Well, initially, um, when when the game started, I was like, you know, I'm here. I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Then I realized the cameras never went off. At that point, every elimination, I was like, I'm OK if I go. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. OK. I'm okay if I go. And every week it was like every elimination, I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm like, okay, well, damn it. Maybe next time, but I'm, I'm here. I got to work. I got to work. So I was just, I was actually just going day by day, just trying to just navigate what was going on in this game. Because again, it was so new to me. So when people were really like sitting there strategizing, I'm thinking, I have my friends. I'm going to stay close to my friends because we're going to look out for each other. And yeah, I, I, I have this thing about loyalty and I think anybody who's on a team with me can feel very safe. This is why I can never go back to this game because they would eat that, that uh, emotion up. Uh, they would just chew it to pieces because loyalty is not a part of that game, but I will stand firm until the bitter end, unless you make me not. Now, this is this is where that that emotion come in. Stephen and I, we made a pact in the beginning that neither one of us would vote for each other. And at the end, he voted for me. He voted me out. And then he got upset because I didn't vote for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that really makes sense to me why you never turned on JT or, of course, Steven, since you had that loyal vow to them. I would have never turned on them. I would have never turned on them. When Jeff asked you at Tribal Council if you would be shocked to have been voted out, did you actually mean, yes, you would have been shocked to have been voted out? Did it totally blindside you when you got voted out? Well, I won't say totally um, right before we had to leave for uh, uh, elimination, JD, JT came to my side and he was just very, very uh, loving. You could tell he didn't want to do it, but it was like, yeah, this is this is the decision that was made. I could tell that that was the decision that was made. Steven was a little different. So I'm like, OK, he was the ringleader on this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was- Interesting. So- yeah, so when we got there, I, I had a feeling it was me. I was prepared to go. I was like ready to wash my hair. I was just, I had gotten down. I could tell I lost enough weight at that point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was cool. Yeah. So at that point, when you kind of had that idea from JT, did you? 
think about approaching Aaron at that point and saying, Aaron, let's do something. They didn't show the relationship between y'all that much. Did y'all have one built up? Did you have a good one? Um, no, no, we didn't have a great, like, we didn't have any animosity at all. We were actually both uh, trying to uh, stay together. My fault is that I thought my alliance was stronger than her. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. <laughs> it yeah. really wasn't. You thought your alliance with Steven and JT was was stronger than, than her bond with them. Yes, I thought. And of course, they they played it well. I mean, I tipped my hat to them. They knew she would never be voted as the winner. So if either one of them had been stuck with her at the end, they would have won. Yeah. So they played very well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think that either of them had a particularly tight bond uh, with her. I think that they were more no. afraid, uh, more afraid of you sitting in the end and having a chance to get the votes from the jury. Yeah, uh, yeah, they they definitely would have just she was definitely a pawn, <laughs> but we love her to death. It's so funny now that the game is over. We're all like best friends. Mm-hmm. Well, Taj, you had spent, you know, 37 days straight uh, with Steven and JT. No swaps or anything like that. Basically, you went all through the pre-merge and then the merge together. It's mm-hmm. a lot. It's yeah. a lot of time and survivor time. That's like, you know, four years with somebody. <laughs> no, it felt like it too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Todd, if if let me ask you this: if you and Aaron had teamed up there at the last minute, you know how they? Well, you might not know, but how they do these open discussions now at Tribal. If you and Aaron had gotten together and then ended up having to go to fire, where you and Aaron had to build fire against each other, could you have competed with her on that? Could you have beat her with that? I think I could have. I think I could have. Um, I, I I actually enjoyed starting the fires. Yeah. I, I enjoyed watching JT. That was just such an educational moment for me because I'm from Brooklyn. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. We don't build houses. We don't uh, cut down trees and and do whatever. Watching him navigate that that jungle, that wooded area, everything he did just blew my mind because he was like uh, lumberjack. He, he was everything. He helped us put the the, the bamboo together to make a, a shelter. He showed us how to do the fire. He did everything. So watching him, I was just learning and picking up everything he did. Like now, even to this day, I'll go outside and I'll put some stuff together. And I'm like, yeah, I can do that now. <laughs> but by the time, if we had to go to a fire challenge, I would have kicked her butt. Well. So if I may, uh, I think it would have gone where, you know, Steven and JT are, are never not voting the same way. So JT has the immunity necklace. So they're going to put their still put their two votes on you. But if you vote with Aaron, you're going to vote, put your two votes on Steven. So Taj, Steven. could you beat Steven in a fire making challenge? Yes. <laughs> I think so too. Yes. And there it is. And there it is right there. That's right. Yes, as green as I was when we got out there. Mm-hmm. We have a clue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Rob, could Stephen build could Stephen build fire? You Todd, Rob and Stephen are really, really good friends. Yes. I could Stephen have done yes. the fire, Rob? Um, so yeah, that, uh, well, that's something that Taj and I have in common that we, uh, we <laughs> sat at, we, we, we sat at the same table at Stephen's wedding. Um, but I would say I've never seen Steven make a fire. Uh, so I, I don't think that that's necessarily 
his uh, skill set. I don't think it's a strong suit. He could surprise us. So, Todd, yeah, he could. Todd, is there anything that Stephen could have said at the final tribal council to earn your jury vote? Uh, no, not at that point. No. Uh, the fact that he voted me off, he broke the pact. And I tell people all the time, I'm extremely loyal. If you stand by me, you don't ever have to turn around. Just fall. I got you. You don't even have to second guess. But if you break that bond, that's your fault. I would never break it. So when he voted me off, I no longer had the, the responsibility of holding up my loyalty. So when it was time to vote, JT had my vote instantly. And are you still glad JT is was the winner of your season? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If either one of them had won, I would have been happy. I just, I mean, not that I love JT more. I love them both. They're like my little brothers. But I was just so happy for JT because he literally put in the work. Like, he literally put in the work. A lot of the challenges, if it wasn't for him, we would have been slaughtered. It's bad enough that we lost. But he, between him and Joe, more or less on on JT, they held that all the challenges down. Can we talk about some of the other uh, people that you uh, met along the way in Survivor uh, Token Chains? Uh, what was your relationship like with Coach? <laughs> Coach was different. I can tell you, honestly, while we were out there, if I had a bat and could freely swing it all over him, I probably would have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but ironically, <laughs> he was my husband's favorite. He loved Coach. And I'm like, why? (laughs) You had some classic. I mean, Taj, your confessionals were unbelievably fantastic. You're you're a producer's dream with your confessionals. But one of the funniest things that you said, of course, it's about coach. Um, You were saying that this guy's such a drama queen. And then from there. Any 37-year-old man who thinks he's a dragon slayer belongs in a mental institution. (laughs) That was awesome. Yeah. He was really into that dragon stuff. And I just, every time he said something about a dragon, I would just look at him like he's serious. He's really serious. Oh, my God. This guy is really serious about a damn dragon at almost 40. (laughs) I'm like, what the hell is wrong with him? So, Taj, have you stayed in touch with uh, Coach? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Coach and I are great friends. He has family here in Nashville. So whenever he comes through, he'll reach out. Yeah, every everyone from the show, we are still really cool. I have relationships with every last one of them. The ones that I, I play. Like yeah. I voted off for me. I, I sure. didn't really know. So, Taj, it's interesting that of all of these players, these other 15 players, I believe that you and Coach have the most in common. What do you think about that? Oh, really? <laughs> okay, so, Todd, you both played really at 37. Right? Yes! All right, let's you see both, where she goes with this, Todd. Okay, okay, so you are both 30, You were both 37 when you played. Right. He's an author. He's an author, and I believe you have actually, you're a two-time published author, Todd. Okay. And he's also a musician, I believe, and he's a musician. And, of course, we know about your iconic music career. So it looks like, what do you think, Rob? They have the most in common of this group. Th- those are definitely some things, yeah. <laughs> um, 
No. <laughs> <laughs> What's your feeling on dragons, Taj? Well, ironically, ironically, that's funny you say that. Now, I don't believe I am one or related to any, but I did love Game of Thrones. Like, I'm a huge oh. Game of <laughs> Yes. Did you ever end up hearing any of the work of that coach actually started a band called the Dragons uh, when he went to go play in Heroes versus Villains uh, and that they put out a couple of songs? No. Yes. (laughs) And JT was in the band also. No. Where was I? (laughs) It was like one year after you played. It was a long time ago. Oh, I was on the road. I literally left. Uh. uh where was it? Jalapal and hopped mm-hmm. on a toy. That was gone. Mm-hmm. Dragons with a Z. Well, how cute. About that. <laughs> Coach took it very seriously. I'm sure he did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so Todd, I know that you have been asked back. Uh, I, I can't even imagine how many times. Tell me if, if you feel like it, if you want to. How many times have you been asked back? And with that being said, there has not been a female that has returned from your season. There's really? only been these. There's only been, of course, we know that, of course, JT has played three times since. Steven has played two times. Coach has played three times, and Tyson has actually played. Tyson has played four times. Where's our Taj? Uh, yeah, Taj probably won't ever be back. Um, well, for one, I'm 51 years old now. There is no way in hell I'm going out anywhere with no soap, no toilet tissue, no food, no, and I need a good cushy pillow. I'm just too bougie right now. I can't do it. But not to mention. Uh, I've had four knee surgeries since then. I don't know what happened. I came back and my, my Achilles and meniscus just started popping every other day. So I'm my knees are not even the same. I wouldn't be able to, to do the challenges like uh like I would want to do them. And uh every it seems like every time they ask, it was well, they asked me the next year, I guess for that big uh Heroes versus that, villains. Yeah. And I, I didn't want to do that when I was on the road and I, I couldn't leave my group like that again. And then the next year, I believe they asked, I had just tore my ACL and um, uh, I think, and, and then, no. And then the third time it wasn't for survivor. They tried to get my husband and I to do big, big race. What is amazing it? race? Amazing, amazing race. race. Yeah. 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 They tried to get us to do amazing race, but again, I had tore my meniscus and couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine they didn't call you when they did the blood versus water season uh, when they wanted people to play with their loved one, right? <laughs> no, they didn't call me for that one. They were probably like, enough. She's not going to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or Taj, I felt for sure you would have been contacted for second chances. Were you contacted for second chances? I don't think so. No. You I, must I, have I, said no so many times that they stopped right. calling you. Yeah. Did you I'm tell sure them to lose your number? <laughs> and I still have the same number, honestly. So mm-hmm. yeah, no. I, I think they just got tired of asking. They're like, she's done. She's mm-hmm. done. Hey, t- hey, Todd. If you had played the first when they called you back a year later on Heroes versus Villains, you would have gotten to play with Tyson and with your your buddy Coach. Now, did you have a report? I know you didn't have a lot of time out there with Tyson, but what did you think about Tyson? I know he was a sh- strong competitor. Tyson, I loved him because he was hilarious. Tyson had that 
sweet sarcasm that, that you're just like, did he just insult me? <laughs> yeah, he was hilarious to me. And he was so athletic. And I remember he, I think he helped me fish one day. We were out there and he he kind of walked me through it. So I I had great relationships with, with just about everyone that was out there except for coach. <laughs> Well, you know, Tyson went on to win. Did you know Tyson went on to win one of the four yes. seasons he played? So excited! I was so excited for him. Did you watch it? Did you watch it, Todd, or are you probably I, covered up? I didn't watch. I think Stephen told me, and and I was just like, that is so cool. I I really felt like if anyone was going to win um, my season, it would have been either Tyson, Brennan, or or JT. And of course, I wanted JT to win. But I could definitely see any one of them. They were just really strong. They were strong in the game, and I could see them being being victorious. Um, somebody else who was a big character from your season uh, that was on your tribe was Sandy. Has anybody kept in touch with Sandy? Sandy reaches out to me every other day, and she <laughs> always <laughs> email or text around Super Bowl. Yes. Because always thinks that I can get her at least a million Super Bowl tickets. <laughs> and I'm telling her, Sandy, I don't have any control over that, honey. I can't help you with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who knew? Sandy. Yeah. Sandy was a character. Sandy was a big character. He's hilarious. <laughs> I love her stuff. So, Rob, again, on the, your top 40 that you did with Allie and, uh, and Jordan, Jordan yeah. Um, I think Allie said Sandy walks so Reem can fly. That is a classic quote because Sandy actually reminds me of Reem. And Todd, Reem is a player that played not many seasons ago that just really stood out. Like like Sandy, she reminds me a lot of Sandy. So she is definitely a character. Mm-hmm. Well, Sandy, I think, is also, she's an empath. One thing that she said when we were, um uh, when we first got to camp, I, my biggest um, um, hindrance out there, I would say, was not the food, not the, the shelter or anything like that. I had literally left my three-year-old home to do this. And I had never been away from him for more than like two or three days. So yeah. for two months, not being able to hear his voice, talk to him, see him, anything. I mean, I was I was dying. I'm sure I got on their nerves because I talked about my son incessantly. If I thought about him too much, I'd start crying. Something was going on. But Sandy, she scared the shit out of me. This one day she goes, somebody's child is sick. There's somebody I know because I know I can feel it. Somebody's child is sick. I'm the only one out there with a child. So I'm like, what? Wow. <laughs> I was wow. Going okay, so. But this is the thing. When I got back home. My son had been super sick. He had like the flu or something. He was so sick. But I had no idea. Sandy felt that. But she can't feel that wow. you don't have Super Bowl tickets for her. <laughs> <laughs> the powers are mysterious. That's cool. <laughs> oh, Todd, you and Todd, funny. you that was. <laughs> Keep that one in my bank. 
Oh, I know they I know they did not get tired of you talking about your son. And I can't believe you're the only one on this cast that had a child at the time. But just like the, the beautiful moving moment when you went on the reward feast and you were cradling the three year old child because she reminded you of your son. And I was I didn't realize your son was three the same age at that time. Yes. And I was miserable without him. I was miserable. And so another thing, too when everybody wanted her to have gave them all of her money during the um, auction so she could have her video from home. It shows Taj that every, nobody was tired of you. Everybody loved you and cared about you. That was a very strong and beautiful, beautiful moment. Yeah. I I love those guys for that. I'm, I'm telling you at that point, I was just so appreciative of being able to see my son's face and, I was, like I said, I didn't mind going to Exile Island. I would have stayed there for the rest of the show just to have a moment just to see my son. And I just appreciated them so much for even allowing me that space. So, of course, again, back to that loyalty thing. I'm like, I can't vote anybody out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, it's such a classic moment uh, when Eddie says, uh, see you back at at the camp. And, um, you know, it seems on the show that you missed it the the first time. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it needs to be repeated so that you that, uh, like this, you get it. And then you have the amazing reaction to see you back at the camp. (laughs) Oh my God. I was just so caught up with watching the video. And as I'm listening to him speak, I'm just studying every move my son is making in this video. And he just reminds me so much of how stubborn he could be. He didn't want to talk. He didn't want to do anything. I really wasn't paying attention to what Eddie was really saying. <laughs> I'm sure he said he loved me and all that stuff, but I was so busy watching my son that I missed his dialogue. And I'm, I'm like, here, thank you, Jeff, for letting me see this. And Jeff was like, uh, and I'm like, what? <gasps> see you back at the camp. <laughs> it finally hit me. I would imagine you and Eddie being on Exile Island over there was something that's probably one of the neatest things y'all have ever done in your in your years together and i know y'all have done some incredible things yeah we have but i'll tell you this my husband he's six three and a half he's about 250 pounds he's afraid of everything Mm -hmm. (laughs) he he was the running joke after a while like uh aaron's dad god rest his soul he's passed away but aaron's dad was he loved him because my husband ran from frogs So he sent him this huge, like, uh, porcelain frog when we got back home. (laughs) But Eddie was like, I don't want to touch anything. I don't want to see anything move. I don't want to do this. I love you, but let's stand where I know I can see everything coming near me. He was was funny, but he stood there and he dealt with it for me. And I, I love him to death for that one. I know he was like, her breath. He told my sister, her breath was so bad. Mm hmm but he still kissed Taj <laughs> how many how many hours do you think he was there because we never really know that I think how many there bring, was, how many hours they bring the family in I guess that well if, well I'm not sure how every other season is but where we were uh, Jalapal is about three hours from the airport so once you fly there you have to drive those three hours to the area and I'm, I understand they had them in what was, I guess, considered a survivor camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
there for that day, um, there were people, I guess, who were en route to Jalapal. If their family members were voted off, yeah. they were basically routed, which is horrible. Um, uh, yeah, so when they got there, I think they were there for maybe two to three days max. And um, you, but you only get to see them for about 20 minutes. So mm-hmm. it's sad, but wonderful at the same time. But you only saw Eddie, you saw Eddie for, didn't he stay overnight with you on Exile Island? No, no, it was a quick visit. And then he had to leave. I had to, I sacrificed spending the day with, uh, with him to allow everyone else to see their families. Okay. I guess I misunderstood that. Was there a meal served on Exile for you? Nope. No, no nothing. Meal. <laughs> nothing, nothing. But it was worth it. I'm telling that just that little bit of time with my husband, it just gave me a boost of energy. I think at that point, I was really fading because I I was so miserable without my son. And every day I'm thinking, he's only three. He's not going to remember me. I'm a new mom. Like, he's my first and only child. Everything that happened with him was uh, a first-time experience for me. All I kept thinking was, I'm missing precious moments. I need to be there. What made me do this shit? I'm like, why am I here? So yeah, that part was driving me crazy. So once I saw Eddie and he assured me that Eddie, Eric is doing great. He misses you. Um, everything was fine. I felt a lot better before I left. I had made a bunch of videos for my son. I'm like telling him I would read him books. I would tell him how much I love him. And every video I'd end up crying. I'm like, I haven't even left yet. <laughs> I'm like, How am I going to go out there and be away from him for like three months? Hey, Todd, I know you said you, you wouldn't go back, but do you know now, instead of the 39 days, the seasons now are cut down to 26 days. You could do that, Todd. 26 days. Why is that? Why is it 26 days? It's a couple of reasons. I think the biggest is COVID. They make them quarantine for 14 days uh, before they play. So that really cuts into the production schedule. But uh, Taj, that if, if we told you things about the new era of Survivor, uh, you wouldn't even believe us. They got it easy. Um, <laughs> in some ways, they don't give them food. And there's a lot of crazy twists. Oh, Oh yeah, I, I don't. But it's I don't shorter. Know. <laughs> but it's shorter. It's hellfire, but it's shorter, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you were out there. You were making idols, and this was—I mean, people that maybe had watched it before. Okay, I get it. But Todd, you were coming up with things. You came up. You had two different alliances going. You had the Exile Alliance, the Jow Pal 3. You were playing a great game for nobody that had never watched the season. You were so ahead of your time. Gosh, thank you. And, and again, I just don't even see all that. I was I was just out there literally trying to have fun. And I, I didn't I didn't know anybody. So the first thing I'm thinking is let's get to know everybody. I, when I went, I went over to Exile Island. I wasn't going to sit there in silence. So I mean, I, I made a friend. <laughs> I make friends everywhere I go. And so, Taj, I mean, I know you were so loyal to JT and Stephen. Now, knowing what you know with this Exile Alliance, do you wish you had nurtured it? I guess more, or with Brendan and Sierra, or did that just really never get totally developed? Once everybody knew Brendan needed to go. Well, 
my my original alliance was with JT and Steven. So again, I, I was loyal to them completely. Uh, I it, I don't think that the alliance would have been the same with Brennan and and uh, Sierra. They were too um, uh, sporadic, I should say. Sierra was very emotional. Also, she she was young and she was very emotional. She was so like quick to react and. I, I just, I don't do that normally. I mean, I like to observe. I, I'm just a plan B kind of person. So if, um, if I can't predict where you are, or what you're going to do, I don't consider that stable. So I, I definitely, I don't think I would have, uh, been able to sustain a long-term alliance with Brennan and Sierra. I knew where my, my foundation was. Yeah. And then when you were at Exile Island and then uh, you went there with Sierra and when you found out that Brendan hadn't even told Sierra about the Exile Alliance, was that kind mm-hmm. of like a turnoff for you in your mind in terms of like uh, the long term of viability of the Exile Alliance working? Well, when I, when he didn't tell her, I was thinking, well, why didn't he tell her? I thought, is he not including her? Are her? I it just, I didn't understand that. So I thought I'd fill it in. If there was a problem, she'd curse him out, not me. Mm-hmm. Taj, I want to ask you, if you had won that final immunity challenge that JT won, would mm-hmm. you have taken, would you have taken Steven? Oh, oh. With you to the final two since she seemed to have, or would yeah. you have taken JT? If I, if it was, up to me, Stephen and uh, JT, and I had to choose. I, I probably would have taken Stephen because I promised him I would. We we said we'd go down together, so I would I would have stayed true to my promise. I sure would have because again, this was my first time ever playing this game. And um, what was the what was the motto? Um, what's the motto of Survivor? Outwit, outplay, outlast. Yeah, so I'm thinking if we're gonna, <laughs> if nothing else, we're gonna outlast. And if we made it to that end, we outwitted everyone and outplayed everyone. We were gonna do it together. I would have taken him. All right. Well, I know Stephen has really, really strong feelings for you. Even all these years later, I know y'all stayed in touch. I know a very classic. What was the classic thing that that Stephen said to Taj? Do you know, Rob? Do you remember? Um, I know you do. I <laughs> remind me, T Bird. Me too. <laughs> yeah. What was the classic thing he said? Okay. What What did he say? He said, "I've never brought such pleasure to a woman before." Oh. <laughs> do you remember that? Yes, you remember that, Rob. <laughs> what What did Tosh, he do? What did he, he do? Was, what was the context to that? He was scratching your back. Oh. Oh. Yeah. And that was Stephen's line. I've never brought such pleasure to a woman before. And he never lied. Damn bot flies ate me like a smorgasbord. I was covered from head to toe with bites. And they itched so bad. I couldn't reach my back. So uh, Stephen was scratching my back for me. I can tell you this. These guys, I mean, there's, they're out there to play this game and they're to win. But you can, when you're out there in the trenches, you find out things about people that you uh, know are genuine and true. And one thing I'll say about Stephen that I love him so much for, he's, he's very compassionate. 
when my skin was just ravaged, all I kept thinking is when I leave here, I still have a career and I have to still go on. And all I saw was the scarring from these bites. And I, I just started to cry. And Stephen just grabbed me and he held me and he told me it was going to be okay. He's like, it'll heal. You'll be okay. And I'm thinking we're out here in the middle of nowhere and he's still, he's hungry. He's dirty. He's everything, but he still found the time to console me. And I appreciated that. All right. We have a message for you uh, from somebody uh, you might recognize. Uh, here is uh, our friend, Steven. Hi, Taji. It's Steve-O. I am just really excited that I get this unique chance to tell you how much you mean to me and how much you have been a part of some of my favorite moments in my life. I remember you were the first person I saw coming from the airport um, that was going to be a part of this survivor experience or going to the airport or kind of whatever. We were on a shuttle. We were on some shuttle together, not allowed to talk. And I just thought, who is this extremely cool person who... I know I am not going to mesh with at all. And that obviously was uh, wildly wrong. Um, you have been so amazing. I just remember some of our incredible moments, our life moments on Survivor. You know, I remember um, wringing out the clothes over the pot after we boiled our clothes in the pot. Um, I remember the wonderful meal we had in the village and token sheens and being in that that um lagoon with you and jt and and just so many so many great things i i mean you know finding the idol with you i remember when you took me in on your confidence about the exile alliance that we were walking down the path together and the 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 helicopter was overhead and there's just, you know, I'm sure even, I'm sure just like talking about it, I'm sure just hearing me talk about it, like anybody listening other than you is like, yeah, okay, like that's a bunch of stuff that happened, but to me it's some of the most special moments of my life. And you've been, uh, you were obviously an incredible ally on Survivor and more than that have been such a wonderful, loving friend. Um, and, you know, so it's been, I, we haven't seen each other for a long time since my wedding but I, I still feel very close to you in my heart. And that's it. I love you. You are wonderful. And I'm, I'm excited to listen to this podcast. I love him. Yes. Taj, would you change your vote now and give Steven <laughs> even one vote? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. He broke the pact. Okay. But he said the nice message. I love him. I love him. Yeah. Hey, Todd, who do you think, who do you think was the most underrated player of this season? And who do you think was the most overrated player of the season? Of this season? Of your season. Yours. Yours. Your season. Oh, my season. Your season. I don't even know who played in this present season. Um, uh, Underrated, I would probably say... Oh, who would that be? Um, I, don't, I guess I would probably say Steven. Um, you know, uh, 
I think he was underestimated a lot because he wasn't very athletic. He He's super, super smart. But how many of the games were built on intelligence? It was more strength. And he didn't he didn't win in any of those. As a matter of fact, even with the weight challenge, I won that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so if I think. Yes, was, you did. He was underrated in the sense that they didn't. Uh, I guess no one thought that he could be as strategic as he was. But where they forgot to rate him was that brain. It works continuously, and that Yale education is is definitely worth it. He was he was on point when it came to maneuvering. He was ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what they say. You know that uh, you know come to Yale, and no matter how much it costs, you know if they have a math challenge on Survivor, you got it. <laughs> Comes yeah, in handy. Was- we were doing he was behind like you had to run and grab these little tiles and put them together he was like i think maybe a step or two behind yeah a jt but he finished that no, it's an amazing before. moment it is an amazing moment yeah <laughs> i was like son of a bitch <laughs> all right so Todd, i want to ask you who is one person from your cast survivor season 18 token chains that you'd pick to be stranded for 39 days with who is the one person you'd want to be stranded with that i would want to be yes hell can i pick not me (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna give your spot away yeah yeah you have mine somebody else can go if i had to pick I'm going to pick off uh, survival. So I would definitely have to take JT because he could turn uh, some dirt into a Thanksgiving dinner. He was just that good. Makes sense. And you're still in touch with, yeah, you're still in touch with JT. Uh huh. I was at his wedding also. I'm trying to push JT and Cameron, his wife, to have children. I need them to catch up to the pack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they haven't done it yet. Now, I'm let's at- see put them together I guess. all right so so todd jt was what 24 when he played so how many yeah. years how old is jt now so how old is he now oh is that been how long 14 has, years so is he is he 38 he'd have to be yeah okay well i don't know how old his wife is but 38 that's an okay time to be pushing them for kids i think <laughs> don't you think rob i don't want to put any pressure on anybody uh so yeah, so JT's <laughs> JT is thirty seven now. He's the same age that you were when you played in Survivor Token Chains. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, guys can have kids, whatever. But Cameron, yeah. she's young and vibrant. She'll be fine. She can mm-hmm. she can pop one out at any time. I mean, so many of your <laughs> cast members have started families uh, since then. I know uh, Aaron has uh, has a, a number of uh, sons, right? Yeah. Stephen has a, Stephen has a daughter. Tyson has yeah. daughters. Coach has a family. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sydney. Sydney. Sydney has three kids now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron has a couple. Yeah, we said Aaron, didn't we? Um, yeah, a couple of them have kids. I know Brennan. You were the trendsetter, and now, and now look at look at all these people. They're all having kids. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do a little fun thing with you, with kind of like kind of word association with some of the people that you played with on your season. So okay. I'm gonna. I'll just I'll just give them a name, and whatever word comes to mind, just. Throw it out there. Are you ready? Yes. All right, Joe. Tough. Sandy. Uh, hilarious. <laughs> Brendan. Brendan. Uh, uh, ambitious. Aaron. 
uh, uh, creative. Steven? My baby. <laughs> Coach? <laughs> Nuts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sydney? A sweetheart. JT? My other baby. <laughs> All right, last but not least, Jeff Probst. Oh. <laughs> um, I would have to say small. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just say small? Yeah. He's really small. Funny. <laughs> oh, what is he like? Five well, you know what? <laughs> I think he's I think he's taller than five feet. What is he like five five? He's not, I know I was taller than him. He was short just, king, Taj. Yeah, oh, okay, short. How about short? <laughs> not small. But I just remember him when I saw him for the first time. I'm thinking he's nowhere near as big as I thought he was. Mm-hmm. I think I have a picture of, of him with Eddie and I, and we're towering over him. So I'm like, he's, <laughs> he's short. Rob, so mm-hmm. Google it. Tall. Rob, Google it and see how tall see how tall Probst is. Let's just sure, sure. I think probably like five. Like, can we be generous? Say five seven. Let's see. Uh, five eight. Five eight. How tall is uh, Jeff Probst? Okay. Um, according to all right. According to Google. All right. Tell me this. Okay, because you know the internet doesn't lie, right, Taj? Uh, according to Google, uh, Jeff Probst is five ten. Oh no, the internet is full of shit. (laughs) (laughs) That is not 5'10. Look, that's what it says. Okay. He can't be Mm (laughs) 5'10. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. He's not small. He's just, what's another word? Medium? (laughs) In fairness, maybe he grew since your season, Taj. Wearing shoes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, Todd, and, and Probst, I think, had told Entertainment Weekly that he said, I, I, okay, I'll admit it. I had no idea Todd would be this well liked, even by me. Wow. So you had him completely fooled. Yeah, you had him fooled. And Todd, that's interesting that he said that from the beginning um, about you because everybody seemed to just gravitate to you. Um, Maybe because of the mom thing, but you just seem so warm. And it seems like when everybody, when, when Brendan took you to exile and then Sierra took you to exile, obviously they wanted, that's who they picked to go. They wanted to spend time with you because they had good feelings about you. So that Jeff Probst said that he was surprised that you'd be so well liked. It's kind of, it's, it's interesting. Well, I guess that's a good thing, huh? Yeah. Thanks, Jeff. I think it's mm-hmm. a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> what did he think I would be like an asshole? <laughs> well, and you know what? I don't know because Todd. Before I started, you know, looking, learning all about you and your family and your accomplishments, and I mean, you're a very impressive woman. And again, you were cast because you were an NFL wife. So maybe just the stereotype types of an NFL wife, your your music career, everything you had done. That's all I can figure because the moment I started reading about you, you 
very likable. And like you said, you can tell that you're a very loyal, sincere, honest person. So, yeah, you um, you don't fit the typical stereotype. Well, I, I think you might be right on that one. Because um, I think they wanted um, an athlete's wife who would come out there with her nails and makeup and all the things that would make her, um, I don't know, gorgeously beautiful to be somebody's wife. And I'm a tomboy from Brooklyn. So <laughs> the minute that they told us to go, I kicked off the damn shoes and I was ready. You know, from the beginning, when you said you couldn't swim, you you couldn't fish, they probably figured, oh, yeah, we got this one right where we want us. So I'm sure you surprised everybody. Well, I was kind of uh, upset when we first started because, of course, they they determine what you're going to wear before you go out. And I sent them several options and they picked a damn dress. I was like, seriously, <laughs> I was going to put a dress out here in the woods. I need some pants and some sleeves to keep myself safe from these damn bugs. But no, they got me out here in a dress and them bugs just had a smorgasbord on me. Taj, what was the reaction from people in your real life uh, to watching you on the show? Oh, my family. Because no one knew. Yeah. The only people who knew that I left were like my uh, house, people in my home, my, my husband, my uh, nanny, and the people who were literally day to day. They were the only ones who knew. And of course, my group. So when people, when it came out and they announced the cast, or I know here in Nashville, it was discussed on the news that I would be on there. My phone just started ringing like, what in the world are you doing? I'm like, I thought it was a TV show. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew it was the only reality television show on television? <laughs> did that four mile, did the four mile hike in to start with in your dress kind of open your eyes that this might be something real? No, not quite yet either, because I'm still thinking, well, in a, after once we get to this one place, they're going to film us arriving and then we get lunch or dinner. Mm. Uh, <laughs> nothing, ever came. nothing ever came. I tell you, the thing I had to get used to the most is the damn leaves after you use the restroom. Oh, and can you call it a restroom? What did you call it? I, I called it the restroom, but like, can you call it the restroom when it's any patch you can find? Mm -hmm. <laughs> The great, not, yeah, the great outdoors. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to get used to that. <laughs> so did, did Eddie, well, of course, Eddie came out there for a visit. Did you tell anybody how far you had gotten or did you just kind of let it air and your family and friends see it that way? Um, no, uh, well, by the time he got there, I think we were on, what, 30, day 30. So he realized that I'd gotten far at that point. I mean, I'm I'm there for 30 days. So and it was only, of course, nine days left. So he he knew that I had made it far. And he was, of course, on the plane with some of the other family members that had been rerouted. So mm -hmm. he was thinking, I did not come all the way out here to get rerouted. And I said, I'm I'm so happy you didn't, because honey, if I had gotten voted off, you would have been right back on the next flight going back the other way. Mm-hmm. Did Eddie give you any advice when he came out? No, he just told me to stay strong and he just assured me that my son was okay. He knew because that was the first thing I asked was what, what's Eric? What's he doing? Where's he doing? What's he have? Is he asking for me? What's going on? And he just assured me that Eric was fine. And he's like, you're doing well. He was like, don't worry about your skin. That'll heal. We'll, we'll get you whatever you need to clean it up when you get home. He's like, don't worry about it. 
So Taj, was it ever about the money for you or was it more the adventure or just wanting the title or, or, or none of the above? It wasn't so much about the money. I, I hate when people say you don't need the money. No, you don't have to need it, but you have to like it. And I really like money. <laughs> so if I would have won, I would have been over the fucking moon. I'm like, oh, my God, I want a million dollars. So, I, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I would love a title. If I had won, I would have been more excited because, honestly, I've never won anything like literally never won anything i've never even like uh won at bingo so mm-hmm. <laughs> like, had i won i would have been like rocky running up and down pumping my arms and whatnot but look my time hasn't come yet in survivor taj if you in in, in, yeah taj in survivor. if you had won taj if you had won in season 40 they had winners at war all winners if you had won, would you have wanted to have come back if you had won to be in that with that great mix of winners? I doubt it. I, I don't think I would have been back. I'm not a multiple. I'm not a multiple survivor person. Like, one was good enough for me. Yeah. That mm-hmm. experience, unlike anything. You know what? I would not want to taint that experience. Another uh, episode or season, I would have to compare those two constantly i would get all kinds of comparisons that one season for me was the epitome and i i won't change it i don't want to change it i remember there was one time we were free we didn't have anything to do and we uh walked over to the i guess the other side of our camp and there was this little open area where the river was just flowing and it was the sun was shining it was just so beautiful it was a peaceful moment we all got into the water and played as much as we could because it was so rough that's why it canceled all the swimming events but um, we got in the water and, and splashed around and we just had such a good time and then at night you look up in the sky and the sky is just so clear you could see every star it was just beautiful uh, and then, of course, the day would start in chaos with trying to sneak behind somebody's back and do all this stuff. But you just realize it's an experience that only you 16 will ever have and no one else can come near or, or inside it. That was this our little bubble. And I really had a good time out there. So I would never want to taint that experience with another one that may be horrible. Mm-hmm. It makes sense to me. I, I know you uh, did reality TV before Survivor uh, and you did more reality TV after Survivor. Is there any way that uh, Survivor changed the way that you look at these shows now? Hell yeah. Hell yeah, absolutely. And this is the thing I tell people all the time. Uh, my husband and I did a show prior to Survivor. I married a baller and it was so much fun. It was just about my family and the things that we do and go through. So much fun. There were no storylines. There were no setup camera angles. Everything was really, really authentic and, and, uh, and, and natural innate. Then I did Survivor, which was like on a whole nother reality level, like literally no storylines, <laughs> literally no food, no clothes, nothing, nothing. 
uh, after that, then I did two shows, three shows with uh, SWV. And honest to God, I hated each one of them. I hate reality television. I hate the storylines. I hate the cat fighting. I hate that just the, the unnecessary drama that comes along with them. And I believe that these uh, producers who do these shows, of course, they their intent is to make money and have a great show, but it's by any necessary. Yeah. And I, I that's horrible to a, uh, a certain degree because after that show is over, those people still have to live and live up to your stupid fake ass storylines that the social media thinks are grounded in truth and nothing else matters. So you have to take that abuse from whoever feels like what you did was wrong because they don't understand it. It's a fucking storyline. Yeah. And Taj, I know that I, I think that your experience for you on Survivor was a really, really good one. But there are a lot of people that have played Survivor that have have had a really hard time because of the way the social media is. And mm. it's been difficult for a lot of people. Would you agree with that, Rob? For sure. Oh, yeah. No, social media is cruel. You can't say hi. People are so sensitive. You can't put uh, I like green eggs and ham on a post before you're attacked by 80 million people telling you you shouldn't live and, and you're the worst person. And you it just it's ridiculous. I hate social media. I post because I have to, not because I want to. Mm hmm. And Taj, I mean, you have. Oh, my gosh. You have so many followers on your Instagram. So, yeah, I guess you exactly know exactly what you're talking about. You're right. It's you, you can't make everybody happy. No, you can't. You can't. And you will die trying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Todd, I want to ask you of everything you've done. God, you've done so many incredible things and still doing it. What is the the biggest accomplishment other other than wife and mother, of course, other than being a wife and mother, what is your biggest accomplishment or what brings you the most pride when you think about it? Um, gosh, I guess that would have to be uh, SWV. I, I, this is our 30th anniversary this year. And when we started uh, performing, we were all 19, 20 and 21, mm -hmm. which incredible because now I'm sitting here at 51 years old um, to, to be able to still perform in front of thousands and thousands of people and they scream back your songs to you and they're they're reaching and it just it's just the most incredible feeling to know that your work is appreciated and no matter what you can't change history they love that just it's an incredible feeling. It's a confidence booster like you've never been had before in your life. It's, it's incredible. It's surreal. But I'm most proud of that because when we started, our goal was literally just to get out there and be able to perform with New Edition. <laughs> mm -hmm. And not only have we been able to accomplish that, but so much more. A, that's one of my greatest accomplishments. T-Bird mentioned in the opening about how you uh, work with a lot of young artists. Uh, what, what is that like uh, working with artists that are coming up right now? It's cool. I, I think that the industry has changed so much. It has changed like night and day since, well, of course, when I was younger. 
as well as I can, I can hear uh, uh, older artists who told us the same thing when we were younger coming out. But um, working with them, I've worked with maybe three or four people who are um, about to release their singles. But this young one young lady, Shawnee Rain, I, I love her to death. She's a country music um, uh, songwriter, singer and songwriter. And her her aspirations were just so broad. And I love that about her. I love that about her. She was just so willing to lay it all out on the line. So when I, I was helping her write some songs, it was just so touching the things that we were able to pull out of her. And I was just so proud because I'm thinking if I could encourage her to do this, I can encourage the world to lay down their arms and love one another. But I don't know. I haven't gotten that far yet. <laughs> Todd. One day. Uh, love you, Todd. Todd, tell us about the biopic. Tell us about the biopic that you and uh, Coco and Lily are working on because that's going to be really fun. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, We're actually working on the script now. Uh, Of course, this is our 30th year. There's a lot that has happened in 30 years. Can you imagine? Every uh, phase of our lives have been in this group, the 20s, the 30s, the 40s, and now we're going into our 50s. There has been a lot. We've grown. We've had our fights. We've had children, marriages, marriages that have gone wrong. Uh, just everything you can imagine in a lifetime, we have to now express in this biography. And that's going to be hard because um, one thing I don't like about the biography is that we only have an hour and a half to do it. Lifetime mm-hmm. only us two hours and I, I just really think it's going to be difficult to squeeze 30 years of of life into an hour and a half yeah shouldn't this be a series Taj I said the same thing nobody wants to listen to me mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but Taj y'all are writing this yourself right y'all are writing this no no we didn't write it what we did was we wrote down our our story. So Coco, Lily, and myself, right. we both sat, all of us sat down uh, and we wrote our perspective of what we saw, what happened, how it happened, what took us to where we were and how it, everything came together. And then uh, we submitted them to the writers. So the writers are going to basically merge the stories and show our point of views, which um, again, I think is a great idea, but I feel like they're still going to be able, they're not going to be able to really express it in an hour and a half. Will your time on Survivor be covered in the movie? I don't know. I don't and, know. And who, who will play Steven and JT? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get some experience. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Coach will play himself, yeah. yeah. Of course, they'll. I'll have I'll have JT and Steven in my biography. That that way, I know uh, Survivor will make that cut. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, Todd, that's a that's a great question, Rob. So, Todd, who would play you if they're making a movie about Todd George? Who would you pick to play you? I like Kiki Wyatt. Uh, I like Takara. And I think if I had a, a, a off the hip choice, I would take Tiana Taylor. I love her, but she's so tiny. I've never been tiny. I've never mm-hmm. been tiny, but I would love to live my life through her. Okay, so Todd, you're you're such an up up upbeat person. Again, we know you're not feeling a hundred percent today. You're spending your time with us, and you just your comments and your loyalty about your players you played with and. 
your heart is so big. What does Todd George do to pick herself up when she's having a down day? I like to work out. I'll, I'll go walking. My neighborhood is a six mile trail. So I like to walk that trail. And that's where I just cuss everybody out, get it out my system. I know people think I'm crazy. I'm like, this bitch came up to me. I'm walking like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not even I'll like on the phone. Advice. Just yeah, just yelling. Yeah. <laughs> you always have an earbud to make it look like you're doing something. <laughs> Smart. I'm really talking to All myself. Right. So who's out my dirty long Who are you listening to? Who are you listening to on that six mile run? Who do who does Todd George like to listen to? What music? Like, what kind of music? I like to listen to books. Actually, uh, that's where I get all my my little uh, audio books in. Oh, but I like to listen to the Hamilton soundtrack. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I love. Yes, Hamilton. and T Bird's working on getting Lin Manuel Miranda on the podcast. So oh, get him on stay the podcast. Tune, Taj. I'm on there with you, like Taj. I want. I'll just sit and listen. I don't even have to say anything. I just need to be there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, oh. so Taj, so Taj, I want to kind of be like Sandy trying to get tickets to the football games. Can you help me get, can you help me get him on the, on the podcast? If you're listening to his books, Taj, you've got a lot more pull than I've got. I feel sure. I wish I could. If I could, we dating. I love him. <laughs> no, no. Do you, do you, do you think you have a better chance of getting Sandy Tickets to the football game, then helping me get Lynn Manuel. What Probably. do you think? Probably. Probably. Yeah. I'm that person. Sit. I love so much. I, I, I was born and raised in New York, but I never paid Hamilton any attention until now. So I made a trip to New York and I literally went up to his house and I did a little tour of the house. Then I went downtown and I hung out at the cemetery. <laughs> I'm like a fan. Okay. The the cemetery of who of uh, Alexander I, Hamilton? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. Hercules Mulligan is in there. <laughs> and look up, they moved Eliza down. Like I'm I'm a fan. Okay? Wow. Um, the going back to the books that you listen to, I'm always interested to know. Uh, what books are you listening to? Anything good? I just finished listening to to Will Smith's book. I had to listen. I had to understand what's going on. <laughs> like, <laughs> Did you figure it out? On? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> Okay. No, he has an interesting story, but I was, I just, I don't, yeah, I thought maybe it would open up something for me and just help me understand what was going on, but I, I'm going to have to talk to him. Is that know? the type of book uh, that you normally listen to, like um, biographies? No, I, sometimes biographies. I like self-help books. Yeah, um, me too. Another thing I do is I listen to the books that my son has to read for uh, school. Oh, so is him i need Quiz to be him. able to he's reading what he's supposed to because he loved cliff notes so i'll listen to the book and think of something that's completely off cliff notes and ask him about it and if he can't tell me he's reading that book again wow <laughs> okay todd you you brought up will smith so you and you are you and eddie are celebrity couple absolutely 100 percent in so many ways do you have compassion when you read about and see things in the media about Will and his wife, Jada, does that give you, since you're, you know, you're basically very similar to that in that you're a celebrity couple as well. Are you more compassionate? Well, I feel bad that everything has to happen in the public eye, but uh, when you slap someone on uh, live television, you literally open the door. (laughs) You invite people in with a 
give them champagne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I always tell people, uh, like uh, the last show that we recorded with Salt and Pepper, I'm like, these producers can only use what you give them. If you act like a fool, they're going to use the fool. If you don't act like the fool, they can't use the fool. So, uh, yeah, I guess if you're gonna, if your life is going to be in the public eye, how do you want to be represented? And if you want to represent a lie, be prepared to live that lie for the rest of your life. There's no deviation because if you do, there will be cracks in your armor and eventually the truth will come out. What are you going to do? Are you going to be you or are you going to be something that you want to be? And Taj, I know with, with Survivor, you know, with the cast, with the players, like with from season three when I played, a lot of people say they were mis- misrepresented. And you said something so interesting that if if you don't give it to the producers, and I know they can blow it up and everything, um, do you feel like the way most of your cast was portrayed on Token Chains, it was pretty accurate to who they are? Yeah, I think so. For the most part, everyone was portrayed accurately. Uh, even even with with um, Coach, I mean, I think he still has like he has a fun, youthful personality, and that came out as a dragon on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he has kids, so it, it's, it's not like he's not um, able to be an adult and act like an adult, have responsibilities that he has to maintain and do. Yeah, he's there. So I, I really believe that everyone was portrayed as as they really are. Taj, uh, well, I know I really appreciate you making so much time uh, to talk to us, uh, especially when you're Wait, under the I'm weather. Sorry. I can't go anywhere. anywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> T-Bird, did, did you have anything else uh, for Taj? Well, I guess I wanted to ask her just maybe two more things. What's your favorite night, favorite date night with Eddie? We like to, uh, we like to go eat and go to a movie. Do you have a movie recommendation that, that you've seen recently? Oh, I haven't been to the movies in a while because I've been on the road. But uh, the last movie Eddie and I went to see, I think it was Dog. I think okay. we went to see. And I love dogs. Like, we love animals. So anything with an animal, we'll see. Just came from uh, Cabo and we went dolphin. It was so much fun. We love all that stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. So what's next for Todd George? I think I read on your to-do list that you wanted to win an Oscar, which I know is very possible with your the way you're so driven. What is next for you, Todd? I would, um, well, right now, of course, my, my focus is the, we're actually doing another freaking reality show. This one is with Escape. And, uh, uh, because of course, like, like I said, we're doing our 30th anniversary tour and, uh, it's going to be headline with Escape. The show is going to basically launch that tour. So you'll see the preparation for it. And of course, I'm sure the girl fights that they're going to create, but you will not see me fighting. You're going to think I'm a mute. They're going to say something's wrong with her. Cause I'm standing there with zippers on my mouth. I'm not saying shit. <laughs> that the biography and we're, we're just torn constantly torn. My son is going into his senior year of high school. So I've literally, uh tried to carve out my life so I can be there for every event. This is, this is wow. it. I don't have them anymore. So I have to make every game. I have to, I have to be at, at the parents meetings, the mom and son breakfast, 
I have to be at all that. This is my last go round. And, and he's I the baby. Miss- he's the baby. Yeah. First, your your babies were JT and Steven, and now. <laughs> I guess not first, not first, but it, it, along the way. Yeah. Yeah. My second and third babies. <laughs> now they're all grown. They were like young when we wanted to show them, like, oh, tickling their chin. It was so cute. <laughs> Taj, I can't, I can't thank you for, for opening up yourself to us today. Um, you are a remarkable, remarkable woman. And I can see why the whole cast loved you and you are just you're so you're so refreshing and you're real thank you thank you so much i really really appreciate it and i've got to say this i've got to thank <laughs> i've got to thank my good friend our good friend johnny fairplay brought us together didn't oh, he Taj? wow johnny yes thank you johnny <laughs> he comes to tennessee all the time i think he used to live here at one point but yeah we see each other all the time mm-hmm so, Rob, Johnny is the one that helped me get Todd. Todd, if you look back on your messages, I have been messaging you now. Uh, granted, you've got like 240,000 followers on Instagram. So I've been trying to get in touch with you for quite a while. And I've oh. sent you messages. And, and I get it. No, I get it that you didn't see it. And then I saw that you were in a picture with Johnny. And I thought, well, who knows? So I called Johnny and literally within hours, Todd, Rob, she was so sweet to me. From the minute I sent sent her a text on her private number, she answered me back so open and so friendly and so accommodating. Todd, you are all that. Thank you so much. But you could have called Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, I guess I, <laughs> I could have. called Stephen real all quick. All right, well. Second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thank you so much, Taj. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you. Taj, really appreciate you making time uh, for us. Uh, this was so nice to uh, get to catch up. Is there anything else that you want to tell people to check out uh, in terms of anything else that you're doing? Oh, well, you know what? In the in the uh, beginning of next year, I will be releasing my skincare line. It's called Taj Metology. It's a CBD skincare line. anti being uh acne clearing it's going to be beautiful and it's all natural all plant-based and it's going to be it's going to be amazing so be on the lookout for that Taj Mythology. is this what you developed after all the bug bites from survivor token sheens that's gonna be my tagline (laughs) when i was out in the brazilian highlands i was so worried that my skin would never recover and that's why Yeah, look, don't <laughs> that's perfect. I don't want to know I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> so cut that part, but just know mm-hmm. <laughs> what I'm going to say now. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Cosmetology, yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much, and uh, it was so great to talk to you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Todd. All right, everybody, there you have it. Taj George here on Talking with T-Bird. Uh, this interview was sponsored by Progressive. Rob's podcast is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. And most of you listening right now are probably multitasking while you're listening to us talk. You're probably also driving, cleaning, exercising, or maybe even grocery shopping. But if you're not in some kind of moving vehicle, there's something else you can be doing right now. Getting a quote from Progressive Insurance is easy, and you can save money by doing it right from your phone. 
Drivers who save by switching to Progressive save over $700 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Discounts for having multiple vehicles on your policy, being a homeowner, and more. So just like your favorite podcast, Progressive will be with you 24-7, 365 days a year, so you're protected no matter what. Multitask right now. Quote your car insurance at Progressive.com to join the over 27 million drivers who trust Progressive, Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, National Annual Average Insurance Savings by new customers surveyed who save with Progressive between June 2020 and May 2021. Potential savings may vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. All right, T-Bird, how about that? Rob! Oh my gosh, what a way to start off season three talking with T-Bird with Todd George. God, Rob, you know, fascinating person and a lot of times we we talk to survivor to, to survivors well we always talk to survivors there's so many things except that when we're talking to Linda Miranda yeah oh my god you know what I'm not sure but Lynn Manuel is coming through these podcasts I think we're, we're this is being manifested hey Sia over is over. back in the know, mix Rob. too T-Bird I don't know if you saw that I didn't what yeah. she gave Drea she gave Drea a hundred thousand dollars See ya. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm working on see ya. Okay. I'm lo- I'm working on her. Yeah, but um, no. Taj was back from see ya yet. Taj was so much fun. Taj was amazing, and this is the thing about Taj. Yes, she played Survivor, but That's true. of her list of things, of her list of things that she's done in her life, as cool as Survivor was, and as for somebody that had absolutely never played and really didn't understand the game. She was almost perfect. She was perfect at it. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't even put Survivor at the top of her list. She's done her her music and everything she's done. But you can tell just listening to her talk. Yeah. She's just got such a big, a big, beautiful, sensitive heart. Um, I've really enjoyed learning about her these last few weeks. I'm really, really impressed with her. She's a She's got a, a beautiful soul, so yeah. it's so wonderful to talk to her. And who knew that Eddie George was afraid of frogs? Did okay? not know. Did not know that. Uh, but just to speak to what you're saying, yeah, I that I said that you know in like uh, getting ready for this interview, you know, uh, Survivor might be the least interesting thing done, that Taj has done uh, in her life. Uh, you know, we could have like uh, spent this time in so many different ways, but um, really appreciate she uh, her making the time to talk to us about uh, her experience. Yeah, no offense to Survivor at all, because what an experience we know Survivor has been. But yeah, probably one of the the bottom of things of her list for things that she's done. And she's obviously a very proud wife and mother. So those are at the very top of her list, I feel sure. But, you know, also, I think when you did your top 40 with Allie and Jordan, who, by the way, I got to listen to to get familiar with, you know, with token to get familiar with token chains. I was so excited when I saw it was those two. Um, 71% wanted Taj to come back. Not surprising. And 33% said that Taj was the most underrated player. And you know, the shame of it really is, I think, I mean, she kind of got covered up just a little bit by the strong male Mm-hmm. players would you agree with with yeah JT definitely and Steven yeah. and coach and Tyson and but but I can see why Survivor has wanted her to come back and I can certainly see why the fans voted her I think she was second in line for fan favorite next to JT so mm-hmm. 
I'm I'm really, really impressed with her for so, so many reasons. And look for big things from Taj. I mean, she's they're going back out on tour. They're doing their biopic and Maybe I'm going to have to get in touch with her about Lynn Manuel because I think we've got this Lynn Manuel thing in common. I, I, I think that she, uh, she seemed excited to be on the podcast when it sounded like you had a connection to Lynn Manuel Miranda. Well, I'm not sure how it's going to work out, but mm-hmm. I'm going to keep her in my back pocket just in case I need to throw her name out there because, you know, okay. Lynn Manuel may have her on his podcast when he's doing his six mile walks with her Is music. He podcasting? We, we don't yeah. know. Okay. All right. Um, T-Bird. Wait, wait, we don't know. Okay. Well, great job once again. And looking forward to more talking with T-Bird. Anything else that you want to tell the listeners? No, I'm really excited to be starting season two. I mean, it seems like it's been season, so season long three. since we came out. I mean, I mean, I mean, season three, season three, season three. I'm st- season two went on and on yeah. and on. And also, I keep up forgetting we're now in officially in season three. And what a way to start. So mm-hmm. thank you, Rob. Keep getting me the suggestions for talking with T Bird. I promise you, I'm working on these these hard to find ones. I'm 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 working as hard as I can trying to get them. And Rob and I, again mentioning Lynn Manuel, going in another direction. Also trying to get some of these celebrities that are big Survivor fans. Yeah. So I've been sending out emails and messages trying to get them um, to do a podcast uh, talking with T Bird with us. So. Send me those as well. And if you've yeah. got any connections, I'm I'm open to connections. Yes. And I also, we got a list from Omer from this season of Survivor. We did. Oh, my gosh. You know what is so cool? It's, it's sometimes you forget, Rob, that a lot of us players, most of us, were fans before we played. And Omer is definitely one of those and become really, really good friends with him and the first time I talked with Omer during his season, like early, early in his season, and I loved him immediately, he was texting me things that happened in Africa that I ha- had no co- recollection of. Kind of like with Taj, when I was mentioning things to Taj about her season, she's like, oh, I, don't re- I don't remember that. Well, the same thing I was doing when Omer was reminding me of things that had happened in his favorite moments. I'm thinking, oh, I don't even remember that. So, mm-hmm. yes. Omer sent us a very detailed list. We're working on that. Um, so get us your suggestions. Okay. All right. And with that, uh, we'll be back with more talking with T-Bird uh, coming up soon. Thank you so much for listening. And take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.